you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. shout to the Lord this morning if you're living in the light you got a reason to praise him this morning hallelujah come on let's just magnify the name of the Lord today hallelujah hallelujah glory to the name of the Lord glory to the name of the Lord hallelujah hallelujah Wow, I feel the presence of the Lord in the house this morning. I believe God's got a plan in mind for every person in this room today. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Brother Isaac Sanchez is in the house this morning. I want to say publicly how proud I am of him and his incredible ministry. God is blessing him. Someone called me this week checking up on you. And uh, said they were hearing good reports. And I told them I can confirm those good reports. We're thankful that he came on a short notice to come be with us and help us out this morning. It's always good to have him home with us. Amen. To all of our guests, God bless you. Thank you for being here this morning. We have several guests with us today. Give our guests a great big God bless you today. Thank you for being with us. Amen. Romans chapter 13. While you are turning there in your Bibles to Romans 13, I do want to say how thankful that I am to have my wife here in the house of the Lord today. There has been a miraculous 48 to 72 hour turnaround. If you would have seen her 72 hours ago to see what God has done in her life and how God has turned her life around physically. and We're believing that there's going to be good reports come this week. She's going to be able to get back in line with treatment. We're going to get on the other side of this. God still defeats cancer. He's still the healer. He's still the healer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 13. Before I read also, I want to say thank you to this incredible church. You have been, I don't know why I'm emotional today. God's been so good. This church has been 
such a great support through this very difficult season. And the cards, the meals, the sacrifices, the kind gestures, the kind words, the texts, just stepping up to the plate, keeping the church moving forward. We worry so much about what happens to the church in our absence, and then we're gone, and I get reports of people being baptized and people receiving the Holy Ghost and the church moving forward, and that makes a pastor's heart be filled with joy. God's in control of it all. Amen. Romans chapter 13 and verse number 11, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The old timers used to say, his coming is sooner now than it's ever been. That's real profound, isn't it? The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. By the help of the Lord, I just want to put heaven back in view in somebody's mind today that maybe has loud the thoughts of heaven to slip. I just feel urged of the Lord and have all week just to try to put heaven back in view. I'm not going to blow your mind with earth-shattering thoughts this morning, not that I ever do that. I'm not going to come and bring you some great message that you're going to want to write home about. I just want to see everybody in this room get heaven back in view and get a proper perspective of what life is about. And by the help of the Lord, I'm going to preach to you today on the subject, the day is at hand. The day is at hand. Lord, help us today. Lord, I feel your presence so powerfully. I sense your glory in this house. Only you know the purpose for which you have dealt with me this week in the way that you have. Only you know, God, every heart, every life in this room today. Lord, that we would all get a glimpse of heaven. And that we would all get a desire more than ever 
to see you face to face and to make heaven our home. Strengthen us, stir us, encourage us, bless us today. Lord, as we talk about that city, that place that you've prepared for us, help us to get heaven in view. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them the day is at hand. You can be seated. I came with a very simple and one-point message today. I want to remind you that Jesus is coming soon. And if you're not ready, you need to be ready. And if you're not sure that you're ready, you need to make sure that you're ready. Because we don't know the day nor the hour. For none of us, regardless of our age, we have no idea what tomorrow holds. I don't know when he is coming. And I'm not foolish enough to try to predict when he is coming. Some have tried to predict, to predict the coming of the Lord and they have all failed. But I come today to remind you that Jesus is coming. Soon and very soon he's coming. And he's going to break the eastern sky and the trumpet of the Lord is going to sound and the dead are going to be raised, and we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together to be with the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. And we've got to be ready, and we've got to make our calling and election sure. And we've got to know that we know, and we've got to make sure that we're sure that we're ready when that trumpet sounds. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus said that his return is very soon. The Apostle Paul continually wrote of the imminent return of Jesus Christ. Since I was a child, all I ever heard was the preaching of the coming of the Lord. We don't hear preaching about the coming of the Lord like we used to hear. And we don't sing about the coming of the Lord like we used to. There was a season that we have gone through ridicule as ministers and preachers and worship leaders of, of it being escapism and, and leading people to just try to escape the world with an idea of, uh, of heaven. But I come this morning to remind you that heaven is a reality. And when I look at the world around us, I recognize that it is not going to be very long. I don't know how soon. It may be today. It may be tomorrow, next month, next year. And it may be another 50 or 100 years. But I can't promise you that. But this much I know. He is coming soon. And we must be ready for his appearing. Oh, hallelujah. Men have predicted the day. But the scripture says that no man knows the day nor the hour of his coming. But the Bible said that he would come like a thief in the night. But for those who are saved, we're not going to be caught off guard and it will not be as a thief in the night. I was reading this scripture this week and it sh made me shudder for a moment to recognize that people who are not ready are going to be caught off guard. 
but those who are ready for those that are saved. We are going to see the signs of the of his coming. We're going to see the signs of his appearing. We're going to recognize it and it will not be like a thief in the night for us. But we see the day approaching. Oh, friends of mine, I come this morning to tell you that I see the signs of his return everywhere. I, everywhere I look, I see prophecies of Scripture being fulfilled that the coming of the Lord is very, very near. Preachers are talking about it all around the country. Saints are talking about it all around the country. Watch this. Look at this. Keep your eyes on this. Our late bishop used to tell me, Brother Jordan, keep your nose in the Word of God and keep your eye on the newspaper. We don't read newspapers much anymore. But I, what he was saying is watch what's happening in the world around us and keep your eye into the Word of God and you're going to see the two Two things begin to align. And when that happens, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. I look at the condition of the world around us and I see everything that is happening around us in the world, socially, politically, racially, everywhere we look, it seems that there are conflicts. But I come this morning to tell you, lift up your eyes for your redemption draweth nigh. Come on church, we've got to be ready. We better get our families ready. We better get our our loved ones ready. We better reach everybody we're close to. His coming is near and he's coming into them. They're going to be caught off guard if we don't warn them of his coming. This preacher comes to this pulpit this morning to tell you you're not caught off guard. I'm warning you this morning Jesus is coming and he is coming very soon. Get ready. Don't get left. Don't be lost. Be ready for his appearing. When I was in Bible college in 1988, my first year of Bible college, there was a book written, 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming in 1988. Anybody remember that book? I believe it may have been in the month of September, if I remember correctly. I read that book as soon as I got my hands on it. It scared the ever-loving life out of me. I was saved the whole entire week. I remember those days. We were having prayer meetings on campus. People were talking about it. We were looking for it. We got up that morning. I remember the discussion in Dorm 70. As we were preparing for classes that morning, is this going to be the day? Is this going to be when it happens? I remember walking toward class and looking up in the sky, looking at everything around me saying, this may be the last time that I see this old earth because I'm bidding this world goodbye. And I walked into that class and I lived through that day and they said, well, perhaps there was a mistake in the calculation and if it's not on this day, it could be in the next two or three days. And so for two or three more days, we're looking. And then it was somebody came along and said there was a little miscalculation. It's nine days later. 
And so we waited nine days and it didn't happen. And before long, it wore off. And then before long, we quit expecting his appearing. I grew up with preachers preaching hell so hot that you could feel the flames leaping up. And heaven so real that you could see the streets of gold. But we quit preaching about it. And we quit singing about it. And we lost the view of heaven. And we feel like that it's something that is so far away from us that maybe it's never going to be. I don't come today with 88 reasons why or to tell you that Y2K, those of you young enough to remember, it was going to be the year. I'll never forget. I was in Indianapolis at Calvary Tabernacle with my wife on a watch night service. It was January the 31st. And here we were in 1999 at a watch night service. Just in case they were right. Bishop Paul Mooney had them bring out and set a battery operated sound system on the platform. It was all set up on the platform. We were prepared for it. At the strike of midnight, all of the lights in the building went out. And we thought, this is it. It's real. The church erupted in prayer. They grabbed, the, turned on the system and quickly announced to us that a drunk had hit a telephone pole in the parking lot just off the edge of the building. And that Y2K had not happened, but power is going to be restored to the building very soon. But then we forget about the reality of that moment. We lose loved ones and are quickly reminded of the fragility of life and how easily and how quickly life could fade away. But I come this morning to remind you that regardless what your opinion is, the coming of the Lord is very, very soon. The coming of the Lord is very, very real. I don't know when. Many have missed their prediction. But he's coming. And he's coming soon. I want to remind somebody today that we need to keep heaven in our view every day. We need to walk out the door of our home every day. And look up into the heavens and just start singing some of the old hymns that we used to sing. I grew up hearing the song, Beulah Land. I am longing for you. And someday on thee I'll stand. And my home shall be eternal. Beulah land, sweet Beulah land. And I would see the old saints of God 
began to worship and began to pray and began to rejoice about the idea of the place the Bible calls Beulah Land. And I remember even over on the old Delphi Avenue campus when we used to stand to our feet and Brother Dan Lytle used to lead us when Sister Cindy was on the organ and she would start leading out in the way that only she could and Brother Dan could clap louder than anybody you've ever heard in your life and he would start singing in some key never known to man when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus we will sing and shout the victory come on sing it some of these kids have never heard this get to heaven what a day of rejoicing oh yeah when we all we will sing and shout the victory listen now onward to the prize before us. Soon his beauty will behold. The pearly gates are open. We'll tread the streets of God. What a day. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Come on, the church needs to get excited about a place called heaven. Oh, I want to see him and look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. And on the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. And oh, I want to see him. And there to sing forever of his saving grace and on the streets of glory let me lift my voice cares all past home at last ever to rejoice take me down a key oh by and by when the morning comes when all the saints of God are gathering home and we will tell the story of how we overcome and we'll understand it better by and by. Oh, by and by, when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathered home, he will tell the story of how we overcome and we'll understand it better by and by. Woo! We may have been singing it in four different keys, but 
we get the point this morning that it's not about how beautiful that we sing it. You can be seated. But I want to remind the church that we're living in the final moments of this race. Come on, we got to reach back every now and then and stir up our pure mind by way of remembrance and remember where we were when God reached down and brought us out of the miry clay, set our feet on the rock, turned us around, redeemed us, saved us by his blood, forgave us when we were unforgivable, turned our life around, put us back on track. Come on, somebody in this room this morning needs to get heaven in view and understand that one of these mornings the trumpet of the Lord is going to sound and the church is going to be called home. We can't lose faith now. We've come too far to turn back now. I grew up hearing my mom and dad sing an old song that many, many here today probably have never heard. It was kind of their song they would sing is that the lights of home I see. Do I feel a breeze of the, from the crystal sea? Is that the Lord standing by on heaven's balcony? If it's the lights of home, it's a welcome sight to me. I know that today some of you in the building may be struggling. You're going through struggles and difficulty and tests and trials and hard times. You may be asking why. For some of us, we know why. For some of us, we may never know why. But I come through this message today in hopes that somebody is going to get heaven back in view and understand this world is not my home and the things that happen in this world is not worth losing my eternal soul over I've been hurt, I've been talked about, I've been used, I've been abused, I've been pushed down I've been cussed out, I've been pushed on the back burner I've, I've lost friends I've had people turn their back on me but it's not worth being lost over. This world is not my home. I'm not going to allow anything that happens in this temporal earth to keep me from going to an eternal heaven. I forgive whatever's happened to me. I put it behind me. I put it under the blood. I move forward in Jesus' name because I got to be saved. I got to make heaven my home. I got to take my family with me. Come on, somebody. We've got to decide. Make up our mind. There's nothing being lost, worth being lost over. There's not a party worth being lost over. Not a drug worth being lost over. Not a lifestyle worth being lost over. This is temporal, but heaven is eternal. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians, I have not seen and ear hath not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which the Lord hath prepared for him. And you want to know the beauty of it all? Oh, soon and very soon we are going to see the King. Oh, soon and very soon we are going to see the King. Oh, soon and very soon we are going to see the King. Glory, hallelujah. We're going to see the King. Listen. Oh, Jesus will be there. We are going. Oh, Jesus. We are going. 
the King. Jesus will be there. We are going to see the King. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to see the King. Oh, there'll be no more sorrow there. We are going to see the King. There'll be no more sorrow there. We are going to see the King. There'll be no more sorrow there. We are going to see the King. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to see the King. I know some are dealing with death this morning. There'll be no more parting there. We are going to see the King. Oh, no more parting there. We are going. Oh, there'll be no more. We are going to see the King. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to see the King. Come on, sing it soon and very soon. Oh, soon and very soon. We are going to see the King. Oh, soon and very soon. We are going to see the King. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to see the King. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, anybody in this building, look forward to seeing Jesus face to face. I know your struggle is real. I'm not minimizing your struggle this morning. But the Bible said lift up your head. It may be as everything you can do to lift up your head, but lift up your head for your redemption draweth nigh. Oh, we have hope this morning. If my only hope was in this life, the Apostle Paul said I would be of all men most miserable. James chapter 4 said, What is life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. The truth is, is we aren't promised tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. Well, Pastor, I'm healthy. My family's healthy. Things are going well. And at 1.45 a.m., my phone rang. With a devastated son on the other end, we have no idea what happened. They just found mom unresponsive. For those who think you have an endless supply of life and grace, and you'll get right with God on your own terms in those last few hours or days, you better hear this preacher this morning. This is the day of salvation. If you're not right with God today, I wouldn't leave here without making sure that you're ready to go. We're seeing signs of the time all around us. Signs in the heaven. Earthquakes all around. Hurricanes of epic proportions. 
changing of seasons, nation rising against nation, brother rising against brother. The Bible said his return would be marked with a time when men would look at evil and call it good and men would look at good and they would call it evil. We are living in the last days, child of God. Look around you. Just a few of the points that I wrote down last night about what the Bible says about the last days. They're rioting in the streets. They're calling for the blood of innocent men. When you see these things come to pass, lift up your head for your redemption draweth nigh. Child of God, if you don't know that you know that you're ready, I wouldn't leave this building today without making your calling and election sure. Jesus said, whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well springing up into everlasting life. The apostle Paul said, this is just the earnest or the down payment of our inheritance. It, it's just the down payment, but he's going to return to make the payment in full very, very soon. And when we get there, we're going to see some of the saints of old that we long to see. When we get there, I know I'm going to look up some people that I haven't seen in a long time. I want to find my mother and I'm going to get there and she's going to meet my twin boys for the very first time. I want to get there. I want to find my great grandfather, Papa Rogers. And I know he's going to be proud while all the rest of the family seem to have gone their own way. He had one great grandson that kept on preaching the truth that was once delivered to the saints. Whoa, we're going to have a reunion. Some of the saints of this congregation and assembly that I have been blessed to know and many to pastor. Sister Rutledge, ah, she has poked me with a pen a time or two. I'm going to look her up and see that wink and that smile and that little fish shake that she would get me and say, I love you Brother Jordan. Merrill Fishback and the Mulbergs and Bishop and Sister Price, moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and brothers and sisters and friends and loved ones that have gone on just make heaven sound a little bit sweeter makes me just look a little more forward to it and I plan on when I get there looking around and seeing some of you that have walked through dark days in our family's life but when we get there we're going to say oh it was worth it all. Oh, it was worth it all. Oh, it was worth it all. Oh, it was worth every trial. It was worth every hardship. It was worth every prayer meeting. It was worth every sacrifice. It was worth every dollar given. It was worth every song. It was worth every sermon. It was worth every choir practice. It was worth every dinner. It was worth every service. It was worth everything. 
Oh, it's going to be worth it all when we all get over there and put on that robe of white and begin to sing the songs that the angels are going to want to join in. For years they have desired to look into this heavenly gift. But when we all get over there and that heavenly choir begins to sing, I believe the angels for the very first time are going to be able to join in with the church of the living God and they're going to begin to sing with the church. Oh, I believe heaven sings and rejoices now and the church sings and rejoices but when we get there there is going to be a unification of heaven and the earth and it's all going to come together and we're going to begin to sing the song of the Lamb. I don't know what it's going to be or what it's going to sound like. Maybe it's just going to be very simple. A word that would fit in every language. A word that would that would cross every cultural barrier. A word that would that would be in heaven and in earth. What would it be? Maybe we would just begin to sing hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 Come on, lift your voice and say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand with me and say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, it's the highest praise you can give right now. Tune everything around you out. Just close your eyes and lift up your hands, looking at nothing around you, focusing on nobody next to you, only you and God, thinking about being in that holy city with Him, seeing Him face to face and singing, Hallelujah. Come on, let it ring out of the very innermost being of your spirit. Oh, Hallelujah. Oh. Just you and the Lord, sing it to him now. 
It's the highest praise that you can give to Him. Lifted high, giving God the highest praise, universal in language, the song of heaven and earth, the song of the angels. begin to make up your mind. step out right now if you're in this room and you don't know that you're no nobody's looking heads are bowed eyes are closed nobody's looking around just push your way out into the aisle and walk to the front of this room we're not going to attack you but if you'll just come to the front of this room right now if you if you want to know the lord in a real and a new way in a fresh way if you want to make sure of your calling and election join these people are already filing in come on step from where you are step from where you are fill up the front of this room right now room for more. There's room for more. Don't leave here today if you don't know him and the power of the Holy Ghost. Don't leave here today without making sure you're ready. Oh, Oh, it's the highest praise you can give. got to be ready today. Come on, church. There's some spiritual work to do. Engage with me. Lunch can wait for a few more moments. Let's, Let's engage in what the Holy Ghost is doing in lives right now. God is working right now. The Spirit is working right now. Hearts are being mended. Lives are being mended.
sisters, be sensitive to the Holy Ghost today. Be sensitive to this working of the Spirit right now. Everybody in the house. Come on, let's just reach to the Lord. The healing balm of Gilead has reached down in Frankfort, Indiana today. The Holy Ghost is here. The Comforter is here. Your Helper is here. Your strength is here today. There's mercy for you. There's grace for you. It's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. 